that sound. Fabby Grind, there's a hustle. Fabby J, there was a wrestle. And here's how to do it. This is Finance T with Paris K. Hey, 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 it is your girl, Paris K. And today we are going to be talking about the vending machine business. And today I have Kendra on the line. And right now she's going to give you her intro. Hi, everybody. It's Kendra, the self-proclaimed income engineer. So I am the creator of How to Start a Vending Machine Business page on Facebook and as well as Instagram page at Vending Machine Business. So I am the self-proclaimed income engineer because I study engineering in college and I have always had a talent for helping people create additional streams and sources of income in their life or in their existing business. So I just kind of ran with it. And so now I teach people how to start their own vending machine businesses and be successful. I hope you guys did not just hear me drink my tea. That was so rude. Okay, first of all, let's talk about that. Secondly, (laughs) (laughs) you're good, you're good. (laughs) We're going to jump into these questions. Before we get started, we want to know what you did prior to doing your vending machine business. Okay, so I said that I went to school for industrial and systems engineering, and I just worked for Mm -hmm. a Fortune 500 consumer goods company, and I was just doing supply chain sourcing jobs and just kind of boring work, really. Nothing (laughs) even remotely close to vending machines. It was just kind of something I stumbled upon. So what pushed you into wanting to start your own vending machine business? So I've always wanted to have my own business. And I was, like I said, kind of uninspired at work, bored, and I was just looking for some side income or just something to do. Mm-hmm. And my sister sent me this article. I don't even remember what online magazine it was, but basically she sent me this article and I was reading and on it was vending machine operator. So I clicked on it and I started reading and I'm an engineer, right? So the numbers make sense. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, a quarter, sell it for a dollar. That sounds pretty good. You know, make money while you're at work. That sounds even better. So I just started doing my research. And next thing you know, I had a vending machine business. Okay, that's super dope. First of all, let's start from the beginning. How did you start the business? Like, Mm -hmm. what did you do? Did you set up the business first as a sole proprietorship? Or did you do it as an LLC to begin? Okay, so how I started in the vending business was I went with one of those done for you companies that I highly recommend everybody stay from. But these are the companies like Naturals to Go, Healthy You, Karma Box. So -hmm. basically, I started with one of those companies because they had everything kind of wrapped up in a nice package, which was really appealing to me because I didn't know anybody in the industry. I didn't know anything about the business. And so I wanted all the help that I could get. So they actually had like trainings and things like that to help you set up your business, your LLC, your however, whatever you wanted, your entity you wanted to set up. They actually had that all set up and had a bookkeeper come in or an accountant come in and help you understand the benefits of setting up a business entity and things like that. So I had help through the done for you company that cost me way too much money to start my business. And I did start uh, with an LLC taxed as an S corp. 
And I did speak with a lawyer to determine which way was the best way for me to set up my business, especially because I, I was also selling like on eBay and I had other things going on. So I wanted to make sure that each business was set up and protected correctly. So I went and spoke to a lawyer, which I always recommend. They're not sure. Oh, Lord. Oh, child. Anytime I think about a lawyer, I always think about expensive, expensive. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if, if you're making a, if you're building an asset, you want to make sure it's protected properly. And not even all lawyers are that expensive. Like the one I saw, he was specialized in small businesses and he was like 250 for a consultation for the hour, hour and a half or something like that. So, I mean, and relatively speaking, it's not like I'm putting them on retainer for $5,000, but the extra 250 that I had to pay to make sure everything was set up correctly was worth it for my peace of mind, in my opinion. So, I mean, there's other, and there's other companies you can go through. Like I actually partner with uh, CorpNet. They can help you mm -hmm. set up your LLC. They do research and all that kind of stuff for not just vending machine businesses, for any business. Okay. See, I mean, that's a good option okay, <laughs> yeah. as far as getting a lawyer. Because for real, every time I literally, I just think about how expensive it is because I know they charge, most some lawyers charge by mm -hmm. hour if you get their services and things like that. But one cool feature like my job has is that we pay like into a legal mm -hmm. program monthly and then we're able to have access to a lawyer for like pretty much anything like when I was trying to adopt a child like basically they helped me with the guardianship because it's covered with the plan so you just pay $11 and they come out your pre-tax dollars so that's like literally oh, okay yeah life. okay yeah and that's definitely an option that's that's look I didn't have that <laughs> while I was working or I would have <laughs> kept my 250 okay exactly exactly so, I mean, that's good advice for somebody that's looking to start into the vending machine business and they want to make sure that everything is legally set up because protection is everything, especially when it's related to your mm -hmm. brand. So how many vending machine businesses do you own currently? Okay, so it's my husband and I own own it together. I started it, but obviously when you become a partner with somebody, when you marry somebody, it's y'all, not mine. So <laughs> we own 24 right. machines in about 13 or 14 different locations around the Atlanta area. Wow. And so it's just yes. you and him with the 24 The 24 locations. machines, 13 okay. locations, 13 or 14 locations. Okay. Okay. 13 locations, 24 machines. Yes, because we have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a full-time job. I mean, when I was running it by myself, I mean, I had to do it every day because there are so many. You work part-time hours, but you do it every mm -hmm. day, so when you get to a certain amount of machines anyway. So how do you manage having that many machines? Like, is there a schedule that you adhere to, like go and service the machines every two weeks or like, how does that look for you? How does a day? So for us, we monitor our inventory remotely on our equipment. So we'll, mm -hmm. we have a schedule, like we go into certain areas and certain days of the week, but we know in advance what, the machine did, like how much sales, how much inventory was sold, what's left in the machine, things like that, because we use the inventory monitoring system. So we can go based on that. So just say for whatever reason, like, or we were sick or skipped a day or something like that, then you can just keep an eye on the sales to make sure it doesn't get too out of control, like meaning that the machine doesn't get too empty, but you don't have to go right on the same day every week. But we like to go every week to our locations because they're high volume 
just to make sure that the machine stays decently full because empty slots mean that somebody can't buy whatever that product was. So if you keep the slots full, then you keep your money rolling in basically. So how do you guys manage the inventory remotely? Is it a software that you guys installed on the actual machine or the machine that you purchased automatically came with that? So it's actually integrated in the card reader. So there's three major players in the card reader space in vending anyway. And one of them is USA Technologies, and that's who we use. And they have a partner with AirVend who provides the inventory management software that is integrated into the equipment. So I guess relays a digital message when somebody buys either with cash or credit from the vending machine back to the software. And then we can pull a report to see how much money we made or the inventory levels. Okay. So on average, if a person was looking to get into the vending machine business, how much would you say per machine that person should project? Okay. So I always say, I have a figure for starting out because a lot of people want to start out with just one vending machine, which is completely fine. And this is number is for full line mm-hmm. machines, like so snacks and drink machines, not bulk machines, which are the gumball candy machines. So just to give you an idea, because this includes the machine, this includes your LLC or whatever business you're going to establish. This includes any locating or I'm sorry, not locating fees business licenses, moving fees, things like that of that nature, plus your uh, machine itself. So anywhere from two to three thousand dollars. I just like to say that number because I don't you know, you can't go get a machine for eighteen hundred dollars and then have five hundred more dollars of expenses, but only have two thousand dollars to spend. So just to give people a realistic idea because there's also equipment you need to purchase so that you can service the machines correctly like carts and totes money bags things like that that you don't think of and those little things add up rather quickly so two thousand to three thousand dollars okay so that's how much it's going to take them to get the actual vending machine off the ground off the ground and then once they get it off the ground how much should they project to make in like the machine, the business, like the business or the actual machine? For the first first month, month. probably if you follow the guidelines and things that I kind of set forth for the location criteria, you shouldn't have a problem making at least $500 a month. And I mean, and that's kind of like on the low, you know, like average number. So at least $500 a month, but you can make way more. And then obviously you can make way less if you aren't strategic about where you're placing the equipment. And on average, how much would you say in a vending machine, like a a used vending machine compared to a new vending machine cost? I think that the cost of a new vending machine, it just really depends on the type of machine. But I mean, you can be you can start at about Mm -hmm. thirty five hundred to four thousand dollars and go up to depending on the machine, six to 10,000, because, you know, there's ice cream machines, there's cold food machines, there's different types of machines. So you're definitely saving money going the used route. It's like a used car. So you don't necessarily have to buy a brand new car Mm -hmm. if you need a new car, because a used car, a few years old, even 10 years old still works just fine. You know, is so vending machines are the same way. As long as you keep up the proper preventative maintenance on them, just making sure the vents are clean and things aren't broken and chipped and cracked. But a used machine, you can get a decent used machine anywhere between like 13 and upwards to like 3,500, just because like different features, different types of brands and models and stuff like that, obviously make, you know, they play into the cost of things, but Mm -hmm. significantly less than 
$6,000 or $10,000 for a brand new vending machine. Okay. So where are we finding these vending machines? Where are we going to go to find these machines? (laughs) Okay. So I know a lot of people in this field always say, oh, just, you know, go on offer up, let go eBay, look for the equipment that way. That is one way to find it. But that's one way to find trash also, if you don't know what you're looking at and looking for. So I recommend finding a used like a used vending machine distributor who buys machines, refurbishes them, make sure everything is working properly, and then they resell the equipment. I recommend this for one, because when you're new, you don't know what you're looking for. You don't know what questions to ask. And you know that this person is going to give you quality equipment. Another reason is because if and when you need more machines, you know where to go back to versus If you've just found some random person on Craigslist or eBay, they may not have any more machines the next time you want to buy more. Another reason is because these types of dealers, they offer parts, they offer warranty, and they offer tech support. So you can call and get help if something is going wrong, you don't know how to fix it. So it just gives you a little bit more security in in what you're doing because it's already scary starting a business and then you have this equipment that you don't know how to you know, operate fully. So it just gives you a little confidence booster and have somebody in your corner in case you need them. Okay. And then when they're trying to scout out locations, how long did it it take you to find your first location? So for me, I actually use a locator service, which a lot of new operators do. And so what that is, is just somebody that you pay to go out and find a location for you. And you, if you know to give them the criteria, certain criteria, foot traffic, employee count, things like that, you can give them to that to them and they can find locations in your area matching that. However, sometimes you encounter bad locators who don't vet the leads properly or they just kind of give you whatever falls in their lap and the location doesn't perform well. Locators are expensive. Sometimes they charge you per machine that you place in a location. So say you it's $500 to place the machine. If you need two or three in that location, they'll charge you for each machine that you have placed. So you can spend up to $1,500 just for one location. And it usually takes about a week or a week to two weeks, depending on the locator, to get you a location from basically when you talk with them until you move in. So it's kind of a lengthy process when you do it that way, just because, you know, it's a third party involved. Right, right. And you yourself, you do location services as well, right? I do location services, <laughs> but because I <laughs> teach in the industry, I really don't want to. I want people to learn to locate okay. by themselves. However, I know that people's lives are different. Like when I started, I had a job and I did try to do the locating myself, but I couldn't make enough phone calls during the day while I was at work to, you know, get get a yes, basically. So I understand that right. everybody's situation is different. So I do the locating services, but I recommend that people learn to locate on their own okay so they can get accustomed to rejection and approval (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) you're gonna get some yeses but you may you you're gonna get a lot of no's no's. exactly 
you're going to get a lot of no's before you get a yes. And that's okay. But it just, it just shows you how business, why people quit business because, you know, you get that first no and that hurts your, your soul. Like you take it personally and it's not even anything against you. It's just, they didn't need a vending machine, you know? And then when you start to do it, you'll get comfortable and it won't be so scary. And then when you need machine or need new locations, it'll be pretty easy to, to find new locations. Agree. At least you're not talking to them face to face. Right. Right. You over the phone. Okay. You over the phone. You're talking to them. And right. They, nine times out of ten, you can have a script. I exactly. You have a script. I think, believe you have a script on your page that a person could use if they were trying to vet out a location. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. I definitely okay. have a script. Mm-hmm. And I encourage, and even even when I cold call, I have my script in front of me just because, you know, when you think you know something, you get thrown off or whatever nervous. and yeah or nervous or whatever and that way you can kind of get recentered and and pick up where you left off so it's definitely so a good did, idea to have a script so I know you said initially that you actually found a company to help you with everything so did mm-hmm. you read any other books outside of the article that your sister has sent to you or was it your sister or cousin <laughs> yeah oh my, my sister mm-hmm. keep up <laughs> So actually, when I started, you know, social media in 2014, social media wasn't what it is now. So there wasn't all these videos on YouTube. There wasn't a whole bunch of stuff on Facebook and Instagram and things like that where you can find people that are teaching it. Even still now, it's not many people that are teaching how to start a vending machine business. So I did the best that I could do. Uh, A lot of the videos I found on YouTube were like people pulling out money out of the machine and that doesn't really help me figure out like how do I get a location like watching you pull money out and go to Sam's Club like that's all fine and good but there was not but very much help which is why I went with that company because they did have the help they you know it just so happened that they also had very expensive machines but (laughs) they had the help so that was just the route that I that was available to me. Do you feel like right now because of COVID-19 that your business is suffering or do you feel like you're still doing just fine? Of course, there are some aspects of it. Some locations are closed. We do have two retirement homes. So those are completely closed, which are actually really high performing locations. But then we have some other locations that are considered essential and they're still open. So we can still go and service that that those machines and still make money. So it's definitely had an effect on our business, but it's not shut down. And Uh actually vending machines were deemed essential. So if you had a vending machine business, you could get paperwork if you needed to have with you so that you can go out and fill your equipment. Ooh, okay. You better get you a vending machine. Right. (laughs) You plan on being out past the hours of the stay at home order. Exactly. (laughs) So how are you staying on track? How do you stay motivated when you're trying to have like do your business? Because it's hard as a business owner, like really hard. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't always, you know, sometimes you have a, a pity party to yourself about what's not going mm-hmm. your way and you had that pity party and then you pack it up and you keep pushing through. So, I mean, like I remember having a conversation with a lady, I placed a machine and something was going on with the equipment and it kept not dispensing the drinks and she was like yelling at me on the phone over this diet coke and I'm just like okay like really it's a it's a diet coke but why am I getting yelled at so you know you have those <laughs> you have those moments but then it was like okay 
And then she's like, well, when are you going to come back and fix it? When are you going to come back? And so that's when I was like, okay, I just use that as a learning lesson. Like, okay, I can't have this happen again. So I need to sit right. down and create a plan, a schedule or whatever. So when these things arise, then I can go in a, and address it or at least tell them, okay, I'll be back on that side of town on Tuesday or whatever day. And that, that way they feel more comfortable and confident with my services. So, you know, I just kind of use those pity parties or down moments or whatever you want to call them as a learning lesson and see how I can figure out how to keep the situation from happening again. And if it, if it is going to happen again, how I can address it better. That's it. So I just kind of keep pushing. <laughs> yes. If y'all don't know, she be juggling a whole lot. Okay. <laughs> she is a mom. She is yeah. a wife. As y'all heard, her and her husband. Okay. <laughs> she is a wife and she's a business owner, which goes to show that you can multitask. Okay. And oh, she can man. do it. And she have a baby. Okay. Because she be on the live and the baby be right there. I'm like, yes. Sis. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Crying sometimes. <laughs> hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that really just shows like how much you're dedicated to your business, like literally to get on a live and like answer other individuals questions that they have about the business. So that really just goes to show a lot about your character. I just want to say that. And now we're going to touch on some finance things. Okay, (laughs) So we're going to talk about what your finances was your relationship with finances growing up. So I grew up with my mom teaching me really about budgeting and not overspending and spending within your means and things like that. So I've always had a pretty good relationship with money and finances. I remember going to college and she I would need, you know, whatever money for whatever I was trying to do. And she was like, why do you always call me at the last minute when you need something? You need to call me like in a week in advance so that I could you know, move stuff around or whatever and and have the money for you. So she sent me a spreadsheet and she was like, you need to fill out this spreadsheet and log all your expenses. And when you need something, you need to tell me in a week in advance. And if you can't tell me in a week in advance, then you can't get it. And I'm like, okay, yes, ma'am. And so (laughs) I had this spreadsheet and I actually still use that spreadsheet. Like I I don't use it as, as like as much as I did in college, but I still have a spreadsheet with all my bills, what they cost, how much I pay. So I can see like if something went up, you know, if I got a discount on something, when the discount is about to, uh, you know, that promo code is about to expire and all of that. So I was blessed that my mom taught me about finances early on. Yes, yes, mother, putting you on track. Yeah. Yes. My mother is just like that too. Oh my God. She she give me the blues. Okay. Man. My mother makes me if I ask my mother for a loan, let me tell you, <laughs> sis, she make me go print out a whole promissory note and give it to her <laughs> and sign it. I'd be like, This is legit. Like, you legally gonna take me to court if I don't pay you back. Right. Like, that's not that's crazy, Ma. Like for real. But for real, that did teach me a whole lot of discipline. I swear, mothers be the real yeah. for finances. <laughs> that teaches men. That's that because you know they don't. They're not gonna steer you wrong. They are trying to do the best they can to teach you to teach you the best they know. So, listen to your mom if she's giving you that finance advice, that good finance advice. You know, that's oftentimes listen. the first person that we have as an example. You know. Agree. Look, listen, you better listen to her. Because when you was, look, when I was young, I swear I was very hard headed. I didn't listen a lot. So, we're not, not going to talk about that because, <laughs> yes, I did not listen. I was very hard headed. 
Okay. And then my mom will probably listen to this podcast. She's gonna be like, Yes, that's right. She was hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why she got you signed promissory notes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Lord, she got me together. But what would you say? What's your picture or definition of financial freedom? So my definition or picture of it is just being able to, if you want to do something, being able to to afford to do it, of course, but be able to sit back and look at the big picture of what you have going on and know like when you can do it, how much you can afford to do, you know, where you need to save the money here or where the money's going to come from, basically. So not to say like, oh, you know, I've just got millions in my bank account and I could just spend on whatever. No, I don't want to spend frivolously. I want to know that I can afford to go on a nice vacation, but, you know, I need to know how much that vacation is going to cost so that, it doesn't make me, you know, be hungry down the line because I spent my grocery money into my grocery budget. So it's just about being able to plan and adjust for things you want. So if you want, you know, need to do repairs on your house or whatever, know how much that is and how much you can put aside to go towards that. And then and I have to stress out about it. That's the thing, just taking the stress away from it, having that spreadsheet or whatever you can use to plan to put money aside and and having and just having a plan and just not being stressful in a situation when you because we need a new air conditioning unit right now so (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I don't want to have to be stressed out about where that money's coming from and and know I'll be able to pay for it you know yeah so being a homeowner oh my gosh just just owning a home or just renting a home in general anything that involves a home lord just and it's always unexpected cost (laughs) always unexpected cost exactly just like a car like now i just drove this car yesterday now it's making (laughs) right stop it so when you were younger did you consider yourself to be an entrepreneur so i did actually my mom started me and my sister off with a Dixie cup. I don't know. I'm from Ohio. So we call it Dixie cup. Some people call it icy, but it's basically, you know, the frozen juice, like syrup and water mix. You put in a cup, put a popsicle stick in and you freeze it. And we used to sell those as kids. And we used our money. She put up $20 to get the supplies. We sold each Dixie cup for like a quarter. Then we got fancy and had two flavors on it. And then, so those are 50 cent. And so we end up paying her back her $20. And then we had like $90 to go to Florida on vacation. So me and my sister split it and we could buy whatever we wanted because we had, you know, made the money. And we used to do that for years. So since I was little, I think I was like 10 when we started doing that, probably younger than that. I didn't know what what an entrepreneur was, but I always enjoyed that. And so when I grew up, I used to sell in college. I used to sell my phones on eBay because I used to love like Nokia phones. That's how old I am, y'all. Not that old, but old enough. Yes. <laughs> so well, we had the press yes. the to get to the lo- to get to the lo- yes double press and triple triple press the buttons to text. That's when you could text yeah. with a thumb, one thumb. But anyway, <laughs> I used to um sell my phones on eBay so I can have money to get the newest Nokia that came out and then discover it like, oh, people like make a living off of eBay. And so from that point on, from about like a, I think I was like a sophomore in college, I was like, okay, I think, you know, I want to, I want to have a business. So I definitely always had that drive in me when, since I was younger. Yes, you were always a hustler. I tried. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, do you have any 
role models. Let's just we we gonna claim mom as a role model. Yes, already. of course. So outside of mom, who is your role model? Do you have any other role models outside of mom? Well, outside of mom, I mean, you know, because my mom, my mom has since passed away, but she was definitely <laughs> my role model in in life. So I don't even know that I have anybody that can stand up to her when I compare, you know what I mean? Like, because she was just such a a smart lady. She was just, you know, giving and all these things. So I don't know that there's anybody, uh, of course, my, my, my dad, my, my, my parents, you know, were very, very influential in my decision to be a business owner and they were supportive and everything like that. So I don't really know that anybody else could stand up to my mom to be honest I had to think about yes, that <laughs> mom, okay? yes mom nobody else can carry your torch okay period no not really that's enough for me look <laughs> that's enough look you can have one role model and that's completely fine with me yes. okay I just I just wanted to at least ask if there were any other if I models. if I think yes. of any we'll we'll have to patch it in later and I'll, I'll, I'll text it to you okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, if anybody was considering opening a vending machine business, what would you tell them to do? Okay, anybody who's considering opening a vending machine business, please, please go to my website, CandraRenee.com, C-A-N-D-R-A-R-E-N-E-E.com, subscribe to my email list. I have just launched a new monthly mentoring program called the VinSmart Club, and it is helping new current and potential vending machine operators to set up and run their vending machine business. So I'd love to have anybody who's interested in that. I also have a couple of digital products that I sell about starting the vending business and finding locations, buying routes, and like some advanced strategies. So basically, follow me on Instagram, vending machine business. You can join my free Facebook group, which is how to start a vending machine business and definitely subscribe to my email list by visiting my website, KandraRenee.com. Yes, y'all heard that. Look at that. <laughs> All of it. Products in <laughs> yes. Okay. As humble as she want to be. Okay. I'm all, I'm here. For, okay. I'm here for all of that. Yeah. For real. She's the real deal. I have actually had a, let's say, consultation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had a consultation with her and she, <laughs> and she basically just gave me a rant, rundown of how I could get into the vending machine business. Cause y'all know I'm always looking for something. <laughs> to generate streams of income i know my friends be like dang what you doing this week sis and that's like, all right i'm always looking for because <laughs> that's exactly how i am i want to get my coin <laughs> yes and that's why i want you to be on here and talk about it and let other people know because i swear like people don't even know the success you can have in exactly the it's overlooked like, it is it's overlooked because you just think big companies own it and that's what it is and that's not the truth so exactly and then just literally like you I, I think vending machines are such a big thing in like mm-hmm. schools right now and everything like literally kids yeah use them all the time you go to an after school program guess what it's a vending right. machine there you don't even think it's about a, it. right it's like oh we it's a convenience it that's everywhere it's recession proof so it's a very good business and you don't have to just sell food in a vending machine any either like you could sell 
anything. I get a lot of women calling, doing consultations because they want to do hair vending machines or makeup vending machines. There's a lady that sells t-shirts out of vending machines. There's a lady here in Atlanta who came up with her own sanitary products and she sells those in the vending machine when her business is closed so people can still drive up and buy her product. Like, If that ain't a hustler, (laughs) I don't know what is. But I mean, you can sell anything. So not just food and drinks, you know, there's a lot of other aspects and products, you know, that make up the vending vending industry. I think I seen recently on my timeline, they have a a vending machine that you can sell Moet out of. Yeah, they have all sorts of stuff in the uh, airport and stuff. And then, of course, right now, it's all the memes and stuff with the vending machines with the mask in it and the hand sanitizer and all of that. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't even know if I want to see y'all today. (laughs) Literally, look, vending machines. Mm, It really is. For real. Y'all need to get you a vending machine, okay? And if you want to get hooked up with the vending machine business, definitely Hit your girl up. She is going to get you all the way together. If they want to connect with you, how can they find you on social media or your websites? Go ahead and drop them. The website is KandraRenee.com. The Instagram is at Vending Machine Business. And my Facebook page is How to Start a Vending Machine Business. All right. And if you guys did not catch it, I am going to put it in the description as I always do. Okay? Because I want to make sure you guys can spell it and you know exactly where to go because I'm gonna be like look you did not put it in the (laughs) description so I'm gonna take this time to thank you for giving us your time giving us your knowledge and your area expertise we truly appreciate it and look out for my followers or listeners to definitely reach out and get started with that business they may be using that right exactly Uh, thank you so much i appreciate you asking me to be on and having me i really appreciate it you're welcome all right have a good day you too